Welcome to Savor Food and Body, a podcast for women in midlife who are ready to lose the mental and emotional weight of dieting. I'm your host, Amanda Bullitt, an undieting dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. Join me as I talk with other experts in the fields of intuitive eating, women's health, body image, and so much more. You'll also hear stories of women just like you who have learned to undiet their lives and fully embrace wellness without obsession. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's live session of the Savor Food and Body podcast. What I want to talk about today, and this is a more of a comment that I get quite frequently from clients, and, and sometimes it comes in the form of a question. So, you know, these, these conversations are either Q&As or uh, me sharing some of my feedback from comments that I hear quite frequently from clients or other women that I get from midlife. And today we're going to talk about uh, healthy food habits after 40 and one in particular, and it's more of an assumption that we think we should be doing. So we're going to be debunking a lot of shoulding uh, today, which happens a lot around health and midlife. One of the most frequent comments I hear from my clients and other women in midlife is I should be cooking more at home. I know I'd be healthier if I didn't use DoorDash, Uber Eats, or the local deli counter so much. I just don't have the time. After, I might explore that a little bit further with them around why do you think you should and time, that time constraint. We might uh, dig into this idea of they feel like they're being lazy or they might be perceived as lazy, that they should be doing more for their family's health and for their own health by cooking 100% from scratch. And I can totally relate because I thought the same thing too. After my mom died, I started spending more time with my dad and I thought, you know, I should be cooking a wider variety of recipes. Yes, I was still cooking from scratch, but I still thought, I needed to measure up to what my mom used to do. And we hardly ever ate the same thing twice in a month, which sounds crazy given today's crazy busy schedules. But she was a stay-at-home mom, and that was just one of the really great things that she did for us. So I thought, gosh, he must be getting bored, but he's too nice to say anything. I should be doing more to support him during this major change in his life. And another client recently shared a somewhat similar shooting that she was also taught by her family. I should be doing more for my health if I'm not actively doing something all the time, cooking related, exercise related, I'll be seen as lazy and not worthy of respect. To all of us, myself included, I want to invite everybody to take a big deep breath And when we think about not only all of the balls that you're already juggling in midlife between your family, your career, your social engagements, your friends, and also trying to take care of yourself, you have a lot going on. So first of all, let's recognize that and kind of turn down that volume on all of that shooting because it's only going to leave us frustrated. And I had to do that for myself too, in helping my dad and learning how to be the person that shows up as cooking. I didn't have to do it the same way my mom did. And it took me some while to do that. So if this feels a little foreign to you, know that you are in great company. Clearly we have some really deep seated messages in our culture that women should be doing more for their health. And that includes preparing fresh home cooked meals from scratch, using whole food ingredients, 
And we think we should be doing that at least once daily, if not several times a day. That's the messages that we're given. So that's where the shooting comes from, whether that's from your family of origin or just the culture at large. And here's my response. And I shared this with a client the other day too, and it, and it landed um, pretty profoundly. And so I thought it was worth sharing with you is I want you to, to take a beat and think about someone you admire, a celebrity, an artist, an activist, an author, a teacher. Think about why you admire them, why you follow their work or their art or their talent, what they stand for. Now, I want you to think about that person Maybe put yourself in their shoes and think about what their daily life might be like. Do you think they have time to cook for themselves, their families, or their friends every day while they're doing all this other amazing stuff out in the world, while they're putting out all this amazing creativity into the world? Probably not. But do you think of them as lazy because maybe they have the means and they hire a personal chef, um, someone that personally goes grocery shopping for them, or they have a personal assistant, or they have a personal stylist. Do we, would we think of them as lazy because they're not doing all of that stuff for themselves? Of course not. You love what they bring to the world. You love that they're just bringing them their full selves to the world, and you love engaging with them. You love following them, learning from them, because you, you think that they have something to offer. And so my question then back to this client and to you as well, honestly, you, you probably care less about how those people are feeding themselves. You might get a little curious about the what, but you're probably not even thinking about like, how did that food get in front of them? Why should you be any different? Why should your family be any different? We get so caught up on all of this shooting, how I should be showing up for my family, how I should be showing up for my health. And if I'm not showing up in those ways, I'm being lazy. And if we think about it from that perspective of who are these people you else, else that you admire in the world and why you admire them, do you honestly even care how they get food on their table? No. Do you think your family or your friends or how you show up to the social gathering, if you have the just right food with you or not, do you think they honestly care? Yeah, some people might, but are those people worth being in your world? I would argue no. The people that really matter the most tend to care the less. Kind of like my dad. Like he generally didn't care that I wasn't cooking a new recipe every single night. He was just grateful to have the company and be spending time with me. That's it. And that's all that should really matter. You are worthy just as you are showing up. Now, because I can hear you saying, but Amanda, I want to feed myself healthy. Like, how can I be healthier now that I'm over 40 or that I'm in midlife? I have some general health concerns. How can I support myself in that way in the midst of all the crazy that's going on? So here's a quick healthy eating made easy hack to help you throw together meals and snacks with balanced nutrition for midlife. No cooking required, maybe just a little heating, definitely opening some packages. So you may need a can opener, some scissors, maybe a knife. And what I often will walk clients through is designing a grocery list 
or your list that you're going to order from Instacart or online Costco shopping, whatever that looks like for you. You please do not think you physically have to go to the grocery store to get this done anymore. That was another little bonus coming in from COVID. You can order in your groceries. Instead of thinking about, okay, I got to have this recipe. Now, what ingredients do I need? And making almost like a line by line type grocery list. I'm going to invite you to think more in terms of making a grocery list from balanced, gentle nutrition. So there's four, maybe five categories that I want you to think about. We have our carbohydrates. We have some protein foods. We have some foods that include high quality fats. Of course, we have produce and then maybe a category for snacks and sweets. If that's something that you like to have on a regular basis, I'm going to advocate that you do so that you can work on having full permission with those foods. So if you start your grocery list, you have these categories or a spreadsheet if you want to do it that way. Now I want you to think about what types of carbohydrate rich foods do you typically have in the house? That could be pastas, that could be pre-made uh, grains, whether that's frozen, you know, frozen pouches of rice and quinoa, or they're also coming in kind of parboiled, you know, boxed mixes of quick cooking rice and quinoa and other grains, couscous, things like that. Do you enjoy wraps? So some tortillas or whole grain wraps or spinach wraps or something that can you can make wrap type sandwiches having some bread in the house. Um, and what's your favorite type of bread? Like go and get your favorite brands of all of these. Um, maybe some oatmeal or some cereal for morning times. Frozen waffles are a great option too. Now from a nutrition standpoint, especially for midlife, the more that we can uh, have complex carbohydrates, so carbohydrates that have more fiber in them, it's going to leave you feeling full longer, satisfied longer. So that can be a great way to help you get through your, your day with a little bit more stable energy, stable moods, and stable blood sugar. But don't complicate things right now. Just think about what are some carbohydrate-rich foods that you regularly have in your house anyway, and jot those down on your grocery list. Next, we'll move on to proteins. What are some common protein source foods that you have in your house on a regular basis? So that could be cans of beans, cans of salmon or other small fishes, um, could be ground meat, could be frozen chicken breasts, could be frozen fish fillets if you enjoy having fish. Also an important um, ingredient for midlife, right? Getting the high quality protein with some omega-3 fatty acids having fish on hands, great choice. Eggs, thinking of a wide variety of proteins. Also nuts and seeds can be a great source of protein, particularly if you're leaning more towards vegetarian. And of course, soy too, tofu, tempeh, edamame, all really great sources of protein. So brainstorm some protein sources that you'll have regularly on hand in your pantry, in your freezer, in your fridge. Next, go on down to fats. So what are some sources of fats that you typically have in the house? So we're talking about oils, um, maybe butter, um, nut butters, could be full fat dairy or richer cheeses. All of those are great sources of fat. So write those down on your list. And then produce. 
what type of produce do you like to eat? And I would encourage you to think about easy produce. So boxes of salad, bags of salad, literally cut the package, put it in a bowl, get your favorite dressing, also pick that up at the store and drizzle it over. You've got green vegetables right there, no knife required. Thinking about quick fruits, so berries that are pretty easy to eat, some apples, some oranges that travel well. Make a list of your produce foods that you want to have on hand on a regular basis. And now do the same thing with your sweets and snacks. Do you like having a variety of chips on hand or cookies or certain candies or in our house it's always some chocolate, some dark chocolate somewhere. Again, making sure that if those foods are something you regularly have, we want to keep regularly having so you don't end up into this place of not having full permission with them, then maybe binging on them later after a particularly hard, stressful day. To recap, on your grocery list, you have a carbohydrate group, protein group, fat group, produce group, and then snacks and sweets. And in the food service world, we also call this a PARS list, meaning we are always going to have these foods on hand. And when they're not on hand, then we go and we buy those. We buy the same thing um, on a regular basis, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, whatever that looks like for you. Then you know you always have some balanced nutrition ingredients to pull from to make really quick meals. So for example, as I was working with a client the other day, we brainstormed some ideas of pasta bowls and wraps that she could make, again, from things pulled from these categories that didn't involve any cooking, again, maybe heating it up, maybe buying some jars of the salad dressing, other sauces, obviously pasta sauce, or a teriyaki sauce, or a curry sauce to add flavor. She doesn't have to make those things. And then maybe a bowl of rice and greens and beans and maybe some nuts and seeds on top of that. Again, pour your favorite sauce over the top of it, done. We brainstormed a complete whole menu for her for a week of things that she could make after a really busy day, getting home from work. She didn't have to cook anything. She warmed up some stuff, she tossed things into a bowl and enjoyed her meal. Now, I am definitely not advocating for you to never go and use Uber Eats or DoorDash or pick up convenience foods from your deli. Absolutely not. In fact, I'm going to invite you to look at your whole calendar of a week and see where it makes sense for you to do some of this easy bowl building type meals and when other nights you're going to need to order in or grab takeout. So we, again, we want to have a balance of, yes, I'm preparing for myself, um, foods for myself, but there might also be nights where that's just not going to fly and you generally like the food coming from wherever you're ordering from. So again, this isn't an all or nothing thing, but the whole point of this, uh, you know, healthy habits over 40 is to one, challenge that idea that you have to be cooking from scratch and cooking from a recipe every single day or most days. You don't have to do that. Our food supply system is set up to make it healthy, quick, and easy to get meals on the table um, with hardly any time at all and hardly any thought. And if you write out a grocery list or a standing PARS list to have on your fridge, have on your counter every single week, then you will always have those ingredients in your house.
as always, you are welcome to message me at alpinenutrition.org and hit the contact button at the top. And I'm happy to talk with, talk with you about this more, do some brainstorming on your situation, um, and we can create your own grocery list for you. So with that, I hope you have a great week savoring food and your body. Take care. Thanks for listening today. I hope this conversation inspires you to undiet your life and start savoring food and your body. You can find show notes and resources from this episode by going to alpinenutrition.org forward slash blog, B-L-O-G. If you'd like to learn more about my one-on-one counseling or group coaching programs, go to my website, alpinenutrition.org and click work with me at the top of the page. And finally, if you found this episode helpful, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Until next time, keep savoring food and your body.